Hello and welcome to How Much for a Sleeve, the worst tattoo podcast in the world. Oh, I went very deep there. World. World. How are you? Well, <laughs> I think that's as deep as I think that's as deep as I can go, and it's definitely deeper than you. <laughs> yes. Um. You. What have you been doing? Packing. I'm off on travels tomorrow, which is exciting because I've not actually left the United Kingdom since um COVID. Isn't it? Yeah, I know, yeah. which is unlike me. Yeah. Very unlike me, but um, it's happening. Gonna go Paris. That'll be I've lovely. got my beret out. They're gonna hate me. Yeah, they actually will. Oh, fuck, some English couple with a beret on again. <laughs> Bonjour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah you try your broken French on them, and they'll have to pretend that they, uh, that they, oh, she's tried. Yeah. Bless them. Yeah. And then they'll reply, and I go, uh, Parlez anglais? <laughs> Parlez vous anglais, si? <laughs> well, you see, in English, we say all the letters because <laughs> that's why they're there. And then you just have to say what, like, through. <laughs> through could be pronounced through, trough, frow, true. Yeah. Frowd. That's true, actually. Yeah. I like it when um, people don't know how to pronounce um, Lofbuff and say it wrong. Yeah. I don't, we've spoken about this before, but I used to play cricket with an Aussie who called Loughborough Luga, Luga Baruga. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, shout yeah. out Dan Garoni there. And Worcestershire. Worcestershire sauce. That's mainly yeah. Americans. I think they just call it W sauce now, don't they? Because they're... W sauce. Yeah, just W sauce. I'm not getting into that. Edinburgh. Have you seen that? Um... Oh, it's a bloke. There's an American in, Ed- in Edinburgh and he goes, hey, I'm at the Edinburgh Festival. And someone goes, it's Edinburgh. Yeah. And he calls him a, <laughs> he, call- he calls him, he calls him a fucking wank. <laughs> Edinburgh, you fucking wank. Wonderful. <laughs> fucking good swear. Good swear as the Scottish. Lol. Very lol. I'm all right. I've had a little tour of Yorkshire this weekend. Went to watch sports in Hull on uh, Saturday and then uh, went to York all day today to try and buy some ghosts. But I'm not queuing up for three hours to buy a ghost figure. I feel oh. like I got away lightly when I Where queued not even knowing what it was and only waited for about three minutes yeah, to bought a ghost. Where did you go? Uh, May. I'm sure it'll, it'll all it'll all calm down. I think I don't know if it was made worse because it's Halloweeny weekend, isn't it? Yes. Every, every, everyone was a bit spooky. Saw some. Uh, I d- I don't know if this is me being mean. It probably is, but you know, people who act in the street. Yes. It sort of makes me want to like pull my lips sideways and like pull my own face off, and I don't know, <laughs> I, and I don't know why. Just like that, just turn my own face it makes me <laughs> makes me cringe. And I think it's this a me problem rather than a them problem. But <laughs> they were talking about, uh, and then he was beheaded in the courtyard. And someone, <laughs> someone acted getting their head chopped off without chopping their head off. And I was like, oh, we've got to go. We've got to go. Can't can't walk past that. We've got to go that way. I don't know why. I don't know why. It just makes me want to invert myself. When I went, we did this ghost walk, and it was this lady, and she was dressed up as a wench, medieval wench, Tudor wench, I don't know, a historic wench. And um, I'm sure we spoke about this at the time, <laughs> because 
uh, there must have been, I don't know, 30, 40 people on this tour. And she remembered every person. She went through the start and was like, what's your name? Sarah. Sarah Smith. I've got, I remember. And her, um, the list of people on the tour were in her head. And then she would just walk up to different people various times in the tour over three hours. Well, it wasn't, I don't know. It was probably like three minutes. And was like, so Mark Jacobs, <laughs> Mark Jacobs, <laughs> um, where you come from? And it was, yeah, she just remembered everyone. It was amazing. She's good. I don't know what her name was. Mary. Oh, I don't know. Wench. Yeah, can't can't go back to it. Uh, when you said Mark Jacobs there, have you seen that funny label from one of his clothing things? No. Where it says, like, this garment is a Mark Jacobs garment for Mark Jacobs by Mark Jacobs, featured at Debenhams Mark Jacobs or something. I'll find it and send it to you because it's very, very <laughs> long and we can we can publish it. Um, Lol. Oh, do you know what we we were like? We've got nothing to talk about the intro, but we actually asked the internet what the internet wants us uh, to yeah. talk about. Do it next time, and we'll have them written down because we've got we've got an important thing to talk about. Okay. Sorry, we'll talk about the Dribbly Willy another time. We don't care. <laughs> I haven't got any information on Drippy Willy anyway. Droopy Willy, loads, loads of it. <laughs> Is Can it droop if it's that small? I would have thought it was just like pointing outwards. Yeah, it's more of a more of an angular problem rather than a droop, isn't it? It's just slightly lower than it was before. Like a like an outy belly button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but that would be but my my willy is an innie as we've already discussed it is an innie so calendar <gasps> oh my god yeah good at it oh so, yeah we put the pre-sale up on monday today is sunday your episode comes out tomorrow which is monday it's all very weird monday and we've actually like sold so many more than we yes. expected so thank you very um, much for everyone who's who's bought one amazing it, the response has been amazing so at the start what we planned to do was get them printed off printed up where i volunteer and then i would manually put them together um but Which after we'd when we got to 100 <laughs> i messaged the guy at the print shop and i was like holy shit how long is this going to take me to make <laughs> um and now it's nearly at 200 we've found somewhere else to print them so we can outsource them and actually get them for half the price of what we originally going to pay which means that the more we sell the cheaper they get and the more profit we get to give to orchid which is amazing exactly um so if you haven't bought one yet go to what's the link it is lucytattoo.bigcartel.com you sound confident there something like that i'm sure you'll find it it's on our link tree go on yes. our instagram and it's on my link tree as well um on my instagram go find it there are some of the artists have been doing previews of their dicks and uh like matt you'll post up a dick pic and it's i mean it's quite scary but yes, i'm sure yeah. everyone is gonna love matt's willy um <laughs> yeah. um it's yeah. wonderful. Thank you very much. For, like I said, anyone who's bought it, tar, anyone who wants to get one, they'll be up on the thing for a while yet. So yeah, go, go, Postage, get, one. go get one. It's a European um, style calendar. I didn't realise, somebody asked me if it was an Australian, if it could be Australian or European. And I was I didn't realise there was differences. Same dates, aren't they? Oh, I suppose they're not. Same, maybe different day. I have no idea. No yeah, idea. I imagine. Is it upside down? It'll be Mon Monday might be Monday the No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I need to think about that. 
Yeah. <laughs> you but do, we do a Google on that, but <laughs> oops. <laughs> but we can ship them to Americas and uh, loads of them have been bought from there and Europe. Um, and if you are somewhere where I've not set shitty, shitty. <laughs> Shitting. <laughs> um, just message me and inquire. Message yes. the page. Yeah, so thank you everyone for buying it. It's amazing. It's going to an excellent cause. Orchid Men's Charity, looking after people with um, men with men's cancers. Yeah. Prostate, testicles, and penis is their main three. So, you know, it's in a sort of in our wheelhouse. But yeah, thanks for that. It's good stuff. Um you had a you had an interesting interaction with a customer. <laughs> do you wanna do you wanna do you wanna talk us through that? Yeah. So <laughs> I would love everybody to get in touch and tell me your stories equivalent stories but I got mugged off by a customer big time this week um I had an email from somebody saying please can you touch up this tattoo I've had done somewhere and I want to extend it and a photo of the tattoo and I looked and I was like um have I done that did I do that tattoo and (laughs) went through my flash and saw she'd just taken one of my designs to another tattoo studio and then was emailing me to ask me to touch up (laughs) Uh, understands we all get it designs get stolen you put them on instagram they're there for the taking and it's a dick move but it's annoying but normally what you don't know won't hurt you but when that person then asks you to fix it and it's pretty annoying so i replied i was like um (laughs) what the fuck um and i said this is really uncool you've totally just stolen this design and taken it somewhere else when I posted it because I wanted to do it. Here's my PayPal. This is how much it costs. Um, send it as friends and family. And to her credit, she sent me the money. So I said, That's okay. Cool. Yeah, it is actually really cool. I can't a, believe it. Do you think that was I just, just a, I didn't, I didn't realise that's how it worked. I'm, and they're embarrassed. And now. Well, she said, she replied and said, I've sent it. Um, I did send you, I sent that picture to an artist and said, I want something similar, but she just did the exact design and it was exact. It was exact. And what gets me is I had a watermark right over it. And it also on top of the design, it says, please don't steal me. (laughs) So they've just like, (laughs) just traced it. Um, So yeah, she said that. And I said, okay, wow. Thank you so much. Like you've done the right thing. Um, I'll, I'll fix it for you. And I'll extend it. I like. I was just totally chancing it by asking her to send the money. I was just thinking, like, yeah, fair fuck play it. To her. Without, yeah. men- without mentioning any names, is it? Is it someone local to you? I think it is somebody local. But oh, you don't, the, you don't know who it was. I don't know who did it. Uh, no, I think see. it's like there's a couple of options. <laughs> um, but this girl is local. Had a little Facebook stalk. Um. Yeah. So yeah lol so yeah tell us what your equivalent is yes, my off, and give us the funny stories what's the dickish move a customer has done to you send them in yeah for lols um what else we got to talk about um Should talk about our guest who was it nick divine nick divine um yeah Nice man. Halloween. How appropriate for yes, Nick Divine to spawn Halloween. Yes. 
the spooky skulls. He's been doing loads of it. He did um there's a load of to see the other day he did a like a flash sheet of teeth. Oh, well yeah. smart. I'm thought yeah. I've got, got a few teeth on me. I said, I might get one. I've coveted a Nick Divine tattoo for a long time. We're going to get tattooed by Dan Morris soon, aren't we? We need to yes. organise that. Let's organise that. Yeah, the day out that's be such a busy weekend because the day after we get tattooed, I've got um Origins Christmas Day in um on the Sunday. That's exciting. You told me something else earlier that I've forgotten what it was, but it was interesting. It was it was uh your three way tattoo you're doing. Oh yeah, Danielle and I are guesting at Tim's prison cell and um, BRB in Folkestone. And um last time I was there, Tim and I tattooed each other at the same time. So I wrote how much for a sleeve on him and he tattooed a tiny little fuck you on my ankle. <laughs> and that was well. And he um I messaged him because one of my customers asked if I would if we could do a, a collab. Um and he was like, Yep, but I've got a fun idea as well. Let's do a three-way. And I was like, sorry. <laughs> so yeah i'm sure we'll document it i yes. don't know how it will how it will work who uh, gets tattoo who do you think you what yeah you have to triangle it off danielle can tattoo us both using both hands at the same time yeah one of you's losing out there i think aren't you <laughs> shotgun the right hand i've known a longer see that geezer who, who can draw the same picture with his left hand and his right hand, but one's upside down. Who was I talking to about this Fuck recently? Mental. Somebody, oh, or some, no, this isn't, I wasn't talking about this. Using like left and right hand to draw a symmetrical design. Yeah, but this, this bloke was drawing this, this, the same picture and it was exactly the same, but one of them was upside down as he was drawing it. So then he just turned it around and they're both the same. Wow. That's wild. People are clever, aren't they? Yeah. Way cleverer than saying me. Yeah. Exactly. Shall we get on with our episode? Yes. Have you got any other admin you want to say? Do you want to say hello? Buy the calendars. Buy the calendars. Buy the calendars. Charity. And thank you if you have bought the calendars. Indeed. Um, Happy Halloween. Oh my God, have you had any sort of Halloween activity? Have you dressed up? No, I would never dress up for anything. I never dress up for anything ever. Fancy dress is probably under just probably probably just underneath dislocating my kneecap for um activities that i would ever do Choose all right halloween grinch um we've got some pumpkins that are ready to be carved we're doing them doing them after this uh there's oh. we've got a, a halloween reef like a lush i said reef then but i meant wreath reef <laughs> uh, i got a halloween Poor little bot, bottle of uh of orange alcoholic pop well um, i went to the pumpkin patch last weekend do you know what? And... I've got. I might have a problem with pumpkin picking. Is it just a field with pumpkins that have already been picked, placed on the field that you then pick up again, or do well, you do you snip them off the off the line, off the stem? I think, I think it's a combination. Some of them were attached to plants, and some of them okay. I think had been placed. So I feel like I don't have a problem with it on the um, on the on the stem. I don't know if I'm making it up because I've never been, but I just technically pumpkin. It should be called pumpkin picking up. It is pumpkin picking up, yeah. yeah. Then do you get those massive ones? Because we have with the the small place where I grew up, we have an actual um, pumpkin festival, a pumpkin fair at the end of uh, October, and some of them pumpkins are like the size of cars. They're fucking massive. I don't know how how they do it. They're flat on one side. Just wow. And they, oh, yeah, they're huge, and like you'll get some like eleven year old who's grown a pumpkin with their granddad and it, and what? it yeah 
I wish I'd known um, about this. I would have gone to see it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm assuming it still goes on. I, I haven't lived there for 10 years, but. Well, well the pumpkin. Carry on. <laughs> the pumpkin patch <laughs> I went to, it was pretty barren. It's been open for a little while and there was like maybe five different big sections and three of those were totally empty. And then we had to walk what seemed like miles to get any, and there weren't any big ones. I, <laughs> They're all priced per different size. And it was like the smallest is 50p, then it goes up to a pound. The maximum was like five or something, but there weren't any big ones. So I spent 28 pounds and I got <laughs> a bag for life full of tiny little pumpkins, but there was all sorts of cute varieties. There was one that, yeah. it looks like two different pumpkins, but one inside the other. Ooh. Yeah, it's like a mushroom, like an orange pumpkin on top and then a green one inside it i quite like the the, the the combination of little ones that you get yeah and you can sort of have a little muddle of pumpkins i quite like that and they're all knobbly yeah. and weird i love all the knobbly Dif ones different colors like with the bits of greens and white sections on it yeah well i bought this bag massive like bag fly full um <laughs> and then it sat in my hallway um all week and then i'd go away tomorrow <laughs> which is halloween um so i just put them out for me yep. to enjoy from france <laughs> yes just, just nice of you to come back and have loads of those fruit flies flying around. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, my child might enjoy them. Oh, I have a, ch I have a child lol. My child went out last night, got smashed, mm. and I had to go and collect them. Oh no! And um, I, it was you have, to, you have to give them a talk. Yeah, no, not really. Oh, right. No, no, they were they were just so lovey. <laughs> they go, they went into their room and then came back out every five minutes just to go can I have a hug I love you so much I love you so much you're the best mum and they're on the phone to their girlfriend and the girlfriend was like fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to pack and be productive every now and then the door would creak open and it would just be like a crash they'd <laughs> stumble out of their room honestly they were absolutely right but they weren't they weren't sick in the car that's the 90% nice. of the battle with with youths on the source, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, but they had a bowl next to and their bed. And within about that's true. I can't talk. And no. um, but yeah, within half an hour it was like <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. Remember those days? Yeah, last weekend Try. for me. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you, you lay down and you go, I didn't when I went to went to Edinburgh and I was staying around my friend's boyfriend. So I don't that's the first I'd met him once on a beach before that. Like <laughs> half an hour. When I did I had a couple of drinks and shots and you just lay down and your whole your whole head just starts feeling like it's not attached. Oh, it's the like, worst. Like, oh, and you're like, I remember almost telling myself, like, you're fucking 39. You, <laughs> you shouldn't be like this. I was like, like I'll just go I'll just go in the toilet. And as soon as I went in the toilet, my body went, oh, I can evacuate this now. Like, <laughs> really, oh. really embarrassed. And I, my phone had run out of battery. The charger was in the living room. And I... So I didn't want to go in because I, I didn't know what time it was because like drunk sleep it could have been like two in the afternoon and I just rested <laughs> all the way through it so as you got up went in there she's like hey do you want some breakfast I was like yeah did you be sick last night they were like no nah that's because I wasn't sick last night so that's why, I did, why you wouldn't why you wouldn't have heard it obviously oh yeah, the last time I went out I was sick at night and sick in the morning it was awful and I had a two-day hangover yeah, it was one of those that accidental nights out as well yeah the best don't they the you best plan, plan everything that goes to shit yeah totally um another quick 
um, admin. It is my birthday next week. So, guys, if you want to send presents, yeah. um, send them to P.O. Box Willies. <laughs> and uh, thanks very much. Yeah, send those good vibes to there as well, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's get on. This is yeah. episode 52 of How Much We Sleep with Nick Devine. When's, when are you sending my present, by the way? What? When are you sending my present? I fucking took three hours to queue up for it, so I didn't bother getting oh. it. <laughs> and I've since found out you've already got one. That's true. Nick Devine. Thanks, Nick. Mm. Bye-bye. This is Good Time Charlie, and you're listening to How Much for a Sleeve. This week, we're speaking to somebody that I've Instagram stalked for many a year. Uh, sorry to make it instantly weird, but thanks for coming on, Nick Devine. You're very welcome. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> Hello. Anana. How are we doing? You all okay? Good, thank you. We've just Wonder- been saying how Mick looks particularly orange today. I swear yeah. you don't normally look this orange. Don't know what it is. I can't. I, have, like, I, feel, I feel like I've been on a sunbed and nodded off. How long <laughs> have you been in there? Just the nine minutes? Fuck. Yeah, I don't, know, <laughs> like, don't know what's happened. Like Final Destination, but you didn't die. You just stayed there and went orange. I moved it. If, if I move back, I'm all right. It's just when I come I don't up, know. I don't know if it's better, actually. With the moustache like as well. Just, Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> just got, with the moustache as well, I look I look particularly swarthy and, and awful, don't I? The moustache looks cool. Thank you. We know where all the uh, the energy's going. It looks like it's glowing your house. <laughs> it is, yeah. I've got a direct, direct <laughs> pipe straight in from oh, bloody Putin. Oh, don't get me started on him. Power. <laughs> when those blackouts come you're just going to go back to normal color yeah i was going to really annoy me <laughs> blackout i think blackouts are good i think we should we, oh, i had them in the 70s yeah <laughs> didn't do many arm nick's on an ipad i never an ipad so that's getting fucking chucked in the canal so <laughs> you know what i mean live, <laughs> just live off frozen peas like we did no, i had no harm <laughs> nothing went wrong <laughs> <laughs> Living a hole um, in the... <laughs> that's what it is yeah straight in do you know what also happened in the 70s although it's definitely earlier sorry i know we're not we're not actually spoken to nick yet but i found out that my next door neighbor who recently passed away she was 96 um she married her first cousin because that's what you do in suffolk yeah it was okay back then <laughs> i don't know her, her daughter was disabled so i don't know if it was okay we had um I know I don't know when like the the fens near where I live um there's a um like there wasn't a road through it till like the till after the second world war to 1998 so I think all you like not where I live but near where I live but I think all you could do was like shaggy cousin that was that, that was the <laughs> en- that was the entertainment in some villages there's nothing else yeah. sometimes could you got to haven't you yeah we got to do something got to do something with your Tuesdays haven't you <laughs> Oh, Nick, I did try to warn you. I said it was shit. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> here we are. What a range of topics we've covered already. Should Good we talk spot. about tattoo? And, um, yes. so you, you tattoo? I tattoo, yes. <laughs> oh, is that what this is? <laughs> Allegedly. That was an interview. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That's it. So what's your favourite soup? <laughs> oh, yeah. Tomato soup's got to be tomato. <laughs> bread. Oh, okay. Like a tinned or homemade. Oh, I'm not very posh, so tinned. I even drink it out of the tin cold. Cool. Ooh. You are hardcore up in the north. Old you school. 
rations. <laughs> so we did in the water. <laughs> Don't need that microwave. It's using electricity. Let's just go cold. <laughs> Sometimes I think we should just press record from the moment we get on because we always end up with these in-jokes and none of the listeners understand because they weren't there and they're not cool. Yeah. Um, sorry, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> So how long have you been tattooing? Do you want to tell us your story, if you like? Or tell yeah, us so your yeah. favourite uh, About 13 years. Um, actually a personal trainer. Went to university and got a sports science degree. And then I just started getting into tattooing, weirdly. Sort of later on. I, um, I used to work in the gyms. and I, I did art for years, but I didn't really take it up after A-levels. Um, and then in the gym, I used to do all the billboards for sandwiches and things. And one of the girls who worked there asked me to draw her a tattoo design. She was going to get one done. And after that, I started just drawing a few more. And then when I went to my local tattooist, ended up being friends with them. And then it just kind of spiraled into working in tattooing, which is never even thought about it ever. (laughs) (laughs) Like I literally only started when I was about 29, 30. So late starter. I think I'm jealous of all the small people like that that are like 18 and 19 and they're really good already. (laughs) They're going to be so good. (laughs) Sometimes I think you need to have some life before you realise, like, this is what you really want to do. Yeah. Yeah, you do, to be fair. Um, I don't know, it's, it's one of those, isn't it? You, you need to experience, like, um, the importance of, of a job and and if you're going to be you're going to be good at it or, you know, you're going to work hard at it as well. I think when you're younger, everything's a bit more flippant, it's a bit more fun. But as you get a bit older, you're like, oh, shit, I've got a mortgage, I've got kids, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. But you still got to enjoy yourself as well. But, you know, you have to put kind of every effort into it. And that's what I did when I started tattooing is I had I had a full-time job as a gym manager with an okay wage and decided to give it all up and just mm-hmm. go tattooing with no customer base, nothing. So <laughs> quite interesting. <laughs> Didn't that make you work harder, though? Because you were yeah. like, fuck, I've really got to pay the bills. Yeah, I was like, oh, 50 pounds, great. What the fuck's that going to do? <laughs> you, just, you work at it and then, you know, I was always quite... I mean, we didn't have Instagram yet, I don't think. That's how old I am. But once I got that, it was like, would post daily, try and engage people, just draw what I drew. And people still seem to book in for some reason. So must be doing all right. <laughs> See, tattoos are banging. Yeah, I enjoy like, oh, them. Yeah, I, like <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy your tattoos a lot. I think they're awesome. Have you always been done that kind of spooky, like, I guess... Spooky is my word. That cool style. <laughs> yeah, I used to, when I was when I was a kid, I used to draw um, Metallica t-shirt designs, corset things like that. So that that I kind of used to draw all that stuff. And my mum took me to the doctors. And the doctor said it was just a phase I was going through. <laughs> what to have you um, checked out to see if you weren't damaged? Yeah, I was drawing like severed heads and things when I was right. about seven. Okay. Right, oh yeah. really? She, you were not yeah. taken. It was only because I couldn't draw bodies. <laughs> yeah. I can't draw hands, so I'm going to have them just severed and covered covered in... Yeah. Like, just, I mean, just a bone sticking out the end. Hands or legs. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, did, I did that for a few years. Um, so I was, I was always drawing skulls, but then it got more towards... Because, like I said, I had a few issues with my son and my dad died as well. So from a mental health perspective, most of my drawings... I just drew for me and it was how I felt. Mm. And I found like through the skulls, I could actually create emotions through them. I think a lot of people come to me for that because they, you know, they, they really love, or they, or they they kind of associate with it. You know, it's not just like, oh, it's horror, like classic horror. It's, it's, it's human horror. So it's how I'm feeling or 
how people feel on a daily basis. So they are quite morose and dark. That's really interesting. So do, do people say that that they see something you've done and it it spoke to them as well because there was something that they saw in there that they see in th- themselves, if you like? Because they're yes. all so sad. Yeah, yeah. It, it, like I said, they, they can, I mean, I, I attract all the sad people. No, it's, it's quite <laughs> nice in a way because they can relate to it. You know, if I, if I draw something with a message on about sort of forever awake or forever sad or existing, a lot of people, a lot, everyone feels like that at some point, mm. you know, to some extent. So if you can actually not only enjoy a piece of artwork that is, is a nice tattoo or a clean lines or whatever you want to go the technique side of things, if it's also a good tattoo, but then if it's also got a meaning behind it, not that every tattoo has to, but if it's personal, mm. it's quite important, you know. And people have all these little demons, but never really get them out. So it's, I suppose in a way it's kind of expression through art rather than having to express through a counselling meeting or something. I don't know. Everyone's got the different reasons, I suppose. But for me, it's just me drawing how I feel and people relate to that and people also book in. So it's not like a, it's not my business plan. <laughs> it just kind of, it's kind of like just happened that way. Have you done that, you know, like horror stuff from the start or have you done, have you gone through the stages and then sort of ended up doing it? So when I first started, did all the usual stuff, tribal, pocket watches, et cetera, et cetera. So you do all the stuff that takes the walk-ins, whatever the boss says. Um, but every now and then you get to do your own piece, you know, little things, add your kind of flair to it. Most of my stuff, because I couldn't tattoo lines very well, I used to put cracks in everything. <laughs> so if it was a skull, it would have breaks in it, it would have bits of chunks missing. And you'll probably see that on every tattoo now. I can tattoo lines now, but I just leave it in. So it kind of developed that way. But the first few years, I wasn't I wasn't a sad person. <laughs> so it was a bit more jolly. So I've done colour. I used to do acid skulls, like sort of LSD skulls, trippy ones, bright right. colours, and then it just went to black. And that's the end of Fate of Black. <laughs> <laughs> to God, that's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I I think you are, because I'm resonating a lot with this. So, <laughs> oh, <that's okay>. <laughs> <laughs> so did you do like an apprenticeship or did the tattooist you befriended like give you a helping hand? How did you it actually like, start? In all honesty, I didn't know much and he gave us like a really poor apprenticeship. You know, you give somebody like four weeks of training and tell them they're okay. That uh, really kind of bad side of things. So we kind of had to, as bad as it sounds, learn a lot of it as we were going. You know, so a lot of things we wouldn't tattoo and would turn away just because we weren't confident doing it. And we just literally had to do what we could do. So I'd only stick to things that I could do, which, you know, you don't push yourself out there then because you're kind of unsure. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so that was quite hard at first. But, you know, once you, once a, a few years under your belt, it's okay. I mean, it, I suppose it's like I say, it's probably the worst way of doing something. I've never said to somebody, "Oh yeah, do four weeks work of worth, worth 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 of work," and then go with a tattooist. You know, that's like the worst thing you could say to somebody. Uh, <laughs> you'd expect like a long apprenticeship. If I could go back, I would find an artist, especially with social media now, that I love, and I would probably say, "Can I apprentice for a year with you and just learn some more techniques?" That would be really cool. But you know. Yeah, like. <laughs> that would be the dream. If you could, like, choose. I often see, like, established tattooists that I know advertising, well, I don't often, but see them advertising for an apprenticeship, and I'm like, teach me, teach me. Like, <laughs> if you could choose a tattooist to apprentice under now, who would you choose? Um, My favourite tattooist at the moment is Grand Design. Okay. Uh, probably Borlas, yeah, in uh, Hungary. I think he's really cool. I like his style. I used to look at his YouTube when he used to make uh, band 
uh, t-shirt designs and album covers. So I got a liking through that and then he started tattooing and then just decided to be the best <laughs> dark tattooist <laughs> ever. <laughs> it's like, shit, dude. <laughs> but he seems like a really nice guy. Seems quite humble, but he also seems like he knows his stuff. And obviously he does because I've seen his tattoos. So it'd just be nice to pick things up. You know, I think you do that when you do guest spots. You can yeah. pick things up if anyone, even if it's something so minor or even something they do that you don't want to do. And it just turns you into your own style, then, doesn't it? Yeah. I picked so many things up for sports. Like my most recent thing is using puppy pads as dressings. Yes. Yeah. We use puppy pads as um, you know, when you have the like the black pads that like from like, tattoo supply and you put them on your armrest or whatever or on your station. You can use puppy pads because they're about two pounds cheaper than your tattoo suppliers. I won't name any names. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't rhyme with Waba. Um yeah. <laughs> or Willa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I had I went to see Danielle and she'd made our friend Will Sparling Corvday buy some puppy pads and use them as those absorbent ones. And I was like, what? So I got someone and now it's changed changed the game. Yeah, they're so good, aren't they? And the, the thing is most of the stuff you buy from the, the suppliers that you can buy a cheaper version from somewhere. Totally. Don't I have dog poo bags and we, we buy nappy bags instead because of the half price. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Do you, you Mick, you should get some of those carry around when you need to go for a poo in the street. Yeah, should do tonight. Just should do. We'll give them to Danny. <laughs> double bag. Right. Yeah. <laughs> double bag. <laughs> I reckon if I got it right, a bit I'd be like a little horse's nose bag, just off the hanging off the back of me, picking everything That'd up. That would be great. Yeah. Efficient. <laughs> And she can just rip it off when it's done and discard it. I get like an Asda freezer bag. Yeah, exactly. And then the, the council, the council don't have to come around and do it for her, like like at the moment as well. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my friends, um, I won't name names, but we have had him on the podcast. I'll let everyone guess. Told me a terrible story recently about how he was driving to do a guest spot, and he was he desperately needed to go to the toilet so we had to pull up at the side of the road at eight o'clock in the morning on a country road and um had a bad time oh, <laughs> and but he had a spare i think he said he had a nappy in the back and that did the job no he didn't wear it um, he oh was, what a shame yeah. <laughs> that sounded like a really <laughs> <laughs> he said it was it was so much of a mess he just couldn't clear it up so he just had to drive off <laughs> yeah that's on a country fine. road <laughs> yeah yeah, that's a great story. I hate this. I hate this topic. I don't know how we've gotten to it. You I'm bring it up more than I do. I know it's awful. <laughs> pretend to hate it. Yeah, I pretend. Yeah. Oh, I hate it. Let's talk about it again. <laughs> yeah, terrible topic. Now I don't know where to go from it. I've got a question. So when you when you left the the hashtag gymnasium life, did <laughs> did you have a plan? So did you think like I'm going to give it a go, but in a certain amount of a period of time later, I have to have this, otherwise it's not going to be sustainable. Or did you just go, fuck it, I'll see what happens? Uh, actually, I spoke to my wife because I said, really, I, I was kind of against it because even though I wanted to do it, it's kind of a big move. And, you know, when you've got a mortgage and kids yeah. and a dog, you were, um, for a single, I'd, I'd have no problems, no qualms. But and I spoke to her and she just said, well, you know, if it doesn't work out, then you just go and find a job. And we'll make it work. So that's, I think that's so. She was very supportive in that respect. Yeah, and I think that's really important because it could 
it's very easy, I think, to get bogged down in numbers and, you know, especially now with the doom that you get every time you look or watch, you know, this is going up, this is going up. Stop having fun. Don't fucking go on holiday. Don't get in, don't get a tattoo because you won't be able to pay for food in a couple of months and all that shit. I feel like as a society, a, you know, where we live in a conservative ruled society of of that sort of shit, it can be quite easy to just focus on that and not think if I take a small period out of that where we might be a bit tough and have not have enough to go around for a couple of months we'll sort it out though we're not like we're not gonna we're not gonna die from it but the benefits in the future will vastly outweigh the struggle we have for a bit now it's like i think it's really cool that that conversation could happen and be be positive and go on to you changing your life and probably being a happier person yeah for sure definitely yeah. i mean a lot of things that happen especially in the well the news today is the media sells fear yeah it's good you know? it's good it's, it, yeah it's easier to, if what would you rather read if everything's all right or fucking hell you won't believe this you're gonna you're gonna read the fucking <laughs> hell bit aren't you of course you are it would just be nice if somebody like instead of like showing that someone's just been shot or someone's dead or somebody's reducing these taxes or increasing these show us a dog that's just jumped over a fence or something yeah really <laughs> high. interesting that's actually entertaining for us that, is, the rest a, of that, stuff. that is another thing i i I don't know if it still happens. I don't watch local news enough. But do you remember the bits on local news that were like, and now we go over to the village of Wat- Watkini on the Heckbung. And what they're and this this little kitten has started, I don't know, stealing knickers from next door's washing line. <laughs> Isn't it lovely? We should have them on the national news to cheer everyone up. Yeah, so, at the end doom, at least. Yeah. Doom, 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 doom. Ah. And then everyone yeah. leaves the news going, ah, rather than fuck. Exactly. That would be really nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. I'll, you can have that for free if there's any news um, producers listening. No, no charge. <laughs> I tattooed a girl the other day and she works in local government. And she says that if you write to your MP, they actually do need to take notes. So maybe we should write to our MPs about it. I think a lot of people do write to MPs, don't we? Yeah. But I don't know whether they've got any... They, will do, they can raise it in, in Parliament, but they can't do anything about it because... It's not all, it's about the cash, isn't it? <laughs> That's yeah. true. She worked in divorce and she said that if she'd had people write to her, the local MP, and then he had to like, he would step in and say, can you deal with this? And then it would get sorted and they'd get divorced. I was like, oh. Easy as that. Easy get as that. Bus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please. I don't even know who my local MP is. It used to be Matt Hancock. Still is. You know what, that guy. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please, he's... please, Matt Hancock, please get rid of Matt Hancock. Maybe you could get him in the because t- he's trying to be cool now. Have you seen he like wears Rolex and like brand new oh. box fresh Adidas Gazelles on podcasts? Oh. Uh, I, yeah. He was doing what when he was still a uh, cabinet minister, he had to go at parkour because oh, that? that video. <laughs> Fucking amazing. Don't, don't know, don't know what or why or you know, all these things they're um they're measured and calculated like. Someone's gone, we've looked at the polls, Matt, and everyone thinks you're a bit of an egg and you just stand too close to women and look a, <laughs> look a bit awkward all the time. So and then in like the next week he was playing a football match. The week after he was fucking jumping over some bollards in a in a car park going, parkour. <laughs> right, right, yeah. But he's a, he's a, yeah. Feels like a rogue. <laughs> yeah. But everyone else is like, oh, what we'll what we'll do is take your tie off and go and uh, <laughs> roll your sleeves up. And go and see if you can use a cash machine. 
Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Good luck. Yeah. Borrow somebody's car. <laughs> yeah. Fill a car with petrol. You prick. <laughs> that was amazing when he, um, Rishi Sunak couldn't couldn't work. Had clearly never tapped his card on a card reader because <laughs> he gave him the uh, the card reader. I can't remember what. I think he held up the scanner to scan his cat tin of pop that he bought, and he just held his card like you know how a child would do it, like. <laughs> Like really concentrating yeah. as it went on. Yeah, with the camera in the background that was yeah. strategically placed. Egg. And he was filling up a like a I don't know, a Kia seed or something. Like Oh yeah. Man's worth billion billion dabs. He's not he's not tearing up in a Kia seed, is he? <laughs> he hopes not to. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Kia seeds. Other cars are available. Mick drives a Kia seed. Yes, yeah, banging car. Nothing wrong with that. The, the, the cheapest car. Uh, uh, the, sorry, that's not true. The the top level car that I could afford at the time. Still it's going. Not, I'm not dissing. There's a seven year warranty. That's exactly that's, that. That's why I bought it. Yeah, seven, good job because it broke things. down your way home, didn't it? No, I drove it off the forecourt. I went over a speed bump and the uh, engine light came on. But what they've done is they've done a little test because they have to do a little test before they sell it, and they hadn't plugged the computer back in. So it was actually just saying. So it was going, engine's fucked. But what it actually was saying is, I can't find the engine. Take it back. <laughs> so it was a pure, purely human error uh, and on the last check before it went out. But there is a special type of fear that, you know, just envelops you when you buy a car and you've just dropped thousands of dabs on something. Not immediately, but, you know, over the course of the time, you, you just agreed to that amount of money and you drive away and within two minutes the light comes on it's a it's an all-encompassing fear that i haven't felt since it's horrible yeah I've and you take that. it back and they go yeah of course we can let's sort that out for you and you go oh, and you feel like you've won the lottery <laughs> fix this please yeah and they go yeah fine sorry our fault and you go thanks you want to hug them because you think you've just given them nine grand for a because it could it, it was from a proper garage as well but you think like car salesmen i'm sure they don't do it anymore but they've got a it wherever they are it's a reputation for just ripping you off as, as often as and as efficiently for them as possible sometimes that wasn't all, the case is that from matilda do you reckon everyone thinks they just put sawdust in the cars to make them run better yeah that's what it is, it is. They, don't, they don't know what they're doing <laughs> <laughs> can't, i can't can't stand car garages i yeah. had a problem with my car a few weeks ago and it was um they kept the car for six weeks and didn't even do anything with it yeah, six weeks <laughs> Yeah, so then I had to like, and I'm really a very patient person, but I got to the point where like it boiled over, and then all of a sudden I kicked off and told them I wanted my car back, and they'd give me like a courtesy car. So and they, they uh, said we've sold the courtesy car, so can you bring that back in? So I was like, no, I'm keeping it now. And uh, <laughs> weirdly, the next day, so well, let me speak to the manager. We'll sort it out. And the next day, the car was ready and it was cleaned and valeted and everything. That's weird, isn't that's it? Strange. Oh, yeah. That's really lucky. Said it, that... He said it was a big job as well. They had to basically take the sunroof was broken. And they have to take the windscreen out and the whole front of the car to get the sunroof out. Oh. So, and it, said, it took about it would it would take about eight people to do it. Oh, oh was definitely wasn't Lucas <laughs> Vauxhall, by the way. What was that? Sorry, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't Lucas Vauxhall in okay. Saint It wasn't that. Okay. No, okay. the sales team are really there. nice. It's just the service team; they can fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, there's things like that where I don't. I just assume stuff like that didn't happen like they, there would be some sort of i don't know ombudsman if that's the term who go around and say you're shit you can't behave like that anymore we're we're you know like your food food rating on the chip shops 
something like yeah. that. If you wanted to look it up, you could find it because uh, you go to a garage and you're like, oh, yeah, it's making this noise, and some you think it's some big geezer with with a with a fag on drinking a cup of tea with loads of sugars in it, going, oh yeah, you're gonna have to have new piss take valves there, yeah. You have to take out the two of those gangle pranks as well, and that's going to be another two thousand. I don't know when I can get their time in to do it. You know, I just don't think that happens anymore. But six weeks for uh, what is effectively uh, cosmetic, if if it's something, it's not something to do with the the actual guts and engine and clutch and all the important bits and bobs. Six oh. six weeks is insane. Six weeks, and it was um, it was sent to it was sent from Lookers to BMW, back to Lookers, back to BMW, back to Lookers. And nothing got done. So I don't know what they were doing for six weeks with the car, apart from just driving it around. <laughs> Adding miles on, doing loads of, <laughs> doing loads of fucking like donuts and Burger King. <laughs> yeah. It's all right, I've added some attacks, don't worry. <laughs> like, it, like you said, it, it definitely wasn't that place. I definitely didn't do this when we were little. We used to um, go and get, uh, go into uh, Burger King and get the, there was loads of, you know, uh, all the rubbish. They put all the, you know, the trays that you get your food on. Yeah. We used to get them and put them under the back wheels, front wheel drive car, and then max some six spins in the. Uh, <laughs> so you do a little turn, and the back end would fly out and overtake you. Yeah, in the, in the yeah, and then you just have the the trays would get knackered, and you'd have to jump over them and get some more. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely didn't do that, and it definitely weren't loads of fun. No, you never, you never do that. It's just nah. a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I just had to make an emergency exit because I saw Elvis that. Is, um, <laughs> my cat is Elvis. He uh, was throwing some ceramics around in the other room. So I had to run in, grab the dreamies, <laughs> and then <laughs> I just quickly poured some on the floor, went to sit down and <laughs> sat on him. I saw, I saw him jump up and, and he had fucking massive eyes. Is that because you, you dropped on him? <laughs> well, my, well, my dog's, um, can you hear him trotting about? I can. happy. The little, so the little... Open, I open the door, I can get rid of him for a bit. Oh, look at him. Not really happy, are you? Is he a Jack Russell? <laughs> Jack Russell, yeah. Oh. I'm gonna open this door, hang on. Go this, for it. Uh, the the dog is called Trevor, which adds to our incredible list Good. of tattooers' dogs' names. Uh, I've excellent. forgotten Nick Ferris's dog's name. Oh, so I'm sorry. I've just had to pour it. I've just accidentally poured a fucking enormous pile of dreamies next to me. So if all you can hear is <laughs> as Elvis, <laughs> who's dribbling all over the sofa as well. Great. Good lad. Nick Ferris's dog was called something like. Yeah, because Nick Imms's Ian. Oh, I should remember that. We should make a list of these because that's good. But Trevor is right up there. Maybe next year we'll have a calendar of our guests' pets. Yes. That's good. That would be great. Yeah. That'd be cool. That would be cool. I love cats and I'm allergic to them. Oh no! Well, I still love them. <laughs> Can you have um like a sphinx cat? Yeah, to be fair, I could have that. It's just the it's just the fur. It's like what a what a stupid thing to be allergic from. Like, oh, um, that's sad. I'd rather be I allergic think... to like dinosaurs or something. <laughs> you, you never know. Sharks. You might be. You'd be allergic to sharks. I'm allergic oh. to sharks. <laughs> Every time Big I go sharks. near one, my uh, my eyes are watering. I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm sure I've told this before, but I remember somebody saying they thought they were allergic to chili because it made their mouth sting and their lips go red. Oh my! <laughs> Do a bit of research on the things. Come on, that's basic. Good stuff. <laughs> I think Elvis is allergic to me. That's why he's such a dickhead to me. <laughs> well, Trevor's the same. He's just walking around now, like like an idiot, trotting everywhere. Oh, is, is, is that his claws on the on the floor? 
Yeah. Yeah, if you can hear that in the background, don't be a knob about it because it really isn't that much and it doesn't affect the listening. So. I can't hear it. Oh. Yeah, I hear can't. Elvis <laughs> 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 I lock him outside, but then that's called animal cruelty, isn't it? Oh, he's got dementia, so I don't think he would survive. No, nope, I don't. Oh. We, we wouldn't want that on our conscience, no. He'd be accosted by a large hawk or something. <laughs> Do you remember there was all those? Ah, oh, I can't remember where it was. It was somewhere near the coast, and they, um, I think they they, they had some uh, birds of prey that they would release. To like get rid of seagulls, not to they would never eat them, but the seagulls would go, oh, fuck that, I'm not going there. And they were um, and picking up like chihuahuas and stuff off the floor. Yeah. And, like, but they weren't eating them, they were just picking them up, realizing they're too heavy, and then dropping them when they got like 20, 30 feet in the air and like knackering the poor little fucking dogs. Yeah. You've got like a, they have little coats on now with nails in the back, it's like Hellraiser puppies. <laughs> yeah, it's like those those little spikes that up above libraries to stop um pigeons land shitting on the yeah. doorway. That's what it is. Like oh, a BDSM chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, do you see that video of a supposed black panther eating a dead sheep? Oh, it was just a cat, wasn't it? Uh-huh. It was a not oh, sorry, Elvis is a fucking plant today. Sorry, this is my um, <laughs> it's because we've not done this for a little while and um he's like look you've hardly been here i expect your full attention and you're not so i'm gonna knock everything over and he's gone off now hopefully he'll just go maybe he's the black panther and it was just a tiny sheep it was just a sheep <laughs> toy yeah what was it was it just a really grainy video because that's what does my head in it wasn't that grainy it was right. it was just like a phone video and it looked like they were maybe i don't know 500 yards away from it this big black animal eating a dead sheep i reckon it was just a cat maybe not a tiny sheep yeah yeah oh it looks like when since everyone got good at, well had access to decent cameras ufo videos don't they don't happen as much but when they do That's it's true. like it's like the person's waving their arm around like while they're filming it because it's they're still yeah. shit it's like if that was a two-year-old wearing a ballet dress and getting an award in at nursery it'd be perfect so why can't <laughs> you know it's the same it's, a, it's an iphone or a samsung or something why why is it still so grainy and terrible yeah it's the same with those look it's all it's all in local news aren't they those like people worried about this beast that's walking around and terrorizing villages and it's just a cat yeah. But look at this lovely guinea pig who can make a cake. Here you go. That should be at the, uh, at the end of the, the news. End. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, do you still get tattooed, Nick? We'll just touch back on tattoos for a while. I've not been tattooed for a while, but I have, I have been tattooed in the last couple of years. <laughs> but I don't really find time to get any tattoos. I just yeah. seem to be like, yeah, we get the opportunity where usually when there's a no-show or whatever, um, you just, somebody goes, do you want a tattoo? And I'll go, Yeah. And then 10 minutes later, I'm like, no, no, you're all right. I'm like half naked then and the studio's a bit cold and it's just going to hurt. <laughs> it does hurt. I hate getting tattooed. I Nick and I... Tattoos, I think. Sorry? I prefer ma- making tattoos rather than getting tattooed. Yeah, same. Um, Mick and I booked him with Dan Morris in December to get a cat each. Sick. Yeah. Love Dan. Yeah. He was great on the podcast. Do you know him in real life? Yeah, I, I guess they're about twice a year. Oh, nice. We always have, me and Dan always have a nice chat. Very nice human being. Very. Yeah. yeah. Always ask him about 
and he always asks about my son as well. It's just like, Aww. not that anybody else doesn't. It's just like, you know, it's his first thing. Is kind of like, how's he, how's he doing? Like you did so thank you very much for that. It's nice when you people remember something you've said. Aww. It's easy when you have a conversation with somebody to not listen to what they're saying, but try and think of the answer to what they're saying. And you don't take it in. But if you actually yeah. just sit and absorb what they're saying and take it in, and then think about your answer, it's a much better conversation. We but should, we should try just... and do that. <laughs> do that here, but that's a very good. It is true, and I think especially at work as well, when you've got a million things to do, where you you know you've got that thing rattle around in your head as well, and you've got all your actual life things rattling around in your head. I think it's a technique yeah. you get. You know, once you you've worked and you get to like twenty five, you've worked somewhere for a few years, you manage to without realizing you develop that skill of being able to just shut shit off and uh, ignore that bit while you're thinking about that bit and then but still listening yeah definitely yeah, yeah. it's very important isn't it and yeah. especially if you're you're tattooing somebody as well i mean they're investing in you obviously they're investing pain you for a tattoo but it's investing time with somebody you've never met, probably met before for six or seven hours on some yeah. tattoos it's a big and trust exercise isn't it that's it yeah and obviously having a discussion with them that's not fake and false you know, yeah. some people are very in-depth and will tell you anything. Some people are quite quiet. But as long as you listen to every person, you'll you'll find the essence of them. Mm. Yeah, and that's what I feel like when sometimes when you, you see videos or there's people doing something and the tattooist has got the headphones on. I've always thought, you know, I don't know why or what. Not No judgment, but I always think that's a bit kind of cold for the customer. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it doesn't make yeah. it a... Uh, 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 not a shared experience well i suppose it is is it it is a shared experience i guess if you're tattooing so. someone you know there's it's it's big for it's probably bigger for the person getting the tattoo but it's still something you're you're involved in and invested in and just to block yourself off from the other half of that interaction seems a bit of a minging thing to do yeah yeah i would say so with um when somebody meets you that especially when you go to conventions and they say like oh, i've only come to see you you know, you get like a, mm. a proper fan, if you like, if you want to call it that. Yeah. As opposed to just somebody who wants tattoo because they like the work and they're like excited to see you. And you've never met, and you never met them, but I like to learn about them then. And then if they can have a good experience, not like, not fake experience, but I can genuinely show them that I'm a nice person. That makes it so much better. The tattoo is the easy part. You know, the tattoo, <laughs> yeah. Fucking tattoo. The tattoo has been designed. It's, I've drawn it three fucking times. It gets tattooed. It's no big deal, but it's all about, chatting to that person and enjoying that moment with them and asking what they do. I think the last convention I was at London and a gentleman came over, really nice gentleman, and he was so excited to see me. And he'd even brought his portfolio because he wanted to be an artist. So I sat down with him for about half an hour. Nice one. Go through his designs with him. Whereas mm. I suppose most people at a convention, I'm not saying like just me, but most people are just like, shit, I'm busy. I've got to make money, you know, but if you can just give a little time, you know, and, ch- and chat to somebody. It's really nice. And that person might benefit from that in the future and become a tattooist, might not, but, you know, at least they've got some feedback. That's so nice. I definitely remember. Sorry, go on, mate. I was just going to say, like, looking at my tattoos, I remember the general feeling from each one and, like, what sort of experience it was. And I would hate somebody to leave and think I was a dick, which obviously that happens every day, but at least I I try and chat to them. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's it. You want, you want you'd hopefully like it wasn't a bad experience and like I say you remember each sort of conversation you had with somebody probably not every little bit but 
Do you remember what day it was? How it felt when you got there? If they were friendly, did you get a coffee? You know, what you talked about. And that's the nice yeah, thing. Definitely. Uh, fighting. <laughs> the dog's fighting. <laughs> 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 I, I'm sorry for the crunching. I just had to pour another pile of dreamies out. Just I to... can't hear it. I can just hear my dog with his lovely talons. Oh, <laughs> bless him. Yeah, ruining your podcast with, with the dog. <laughs> no, at all. Pets, apart from Elvis, pets never ruin yeah, a podcast. It's it's true, it's, it is only Elvis. <laughs> yeah. dog, but like that's just fucking cruel i've seen t- when people put socks on dogs and video them should be punched oh. in <laughs> them well i don't know if it's for cold weathers but they like have little high-vis boots on the dog that's and pretty cool like, and they like <laughs> i don't know yeah. like, like, it's like they're walking on on like a hot tin roof and they yeah like, it's very yeah and finding it funny it is funny though isn't it that's the problem <laughs> when, uh, when somebody puts like a a little jacket on a dog on its back, but it's not cold. But it's raining, and when it's raining, the dog's just going to get piss wet through. Apart from that little spot on its back where the jacket is. Yeah. So that's the fucking point. If you're going to do that, you must just give the dog a full-on cagoule, yeah. or carry it or something, or be a coat. It's pointless. One of or those hats with an umbrella. The, the dog stinks. Yeah. <laughs> Um, just that we we can absolutely not chat about this, but so just let me know. But coming back to like your son, you said yes. he, he's not been very well. Is that I think as a self employed person, I have such a fear of suddenly being thrown in a to a different situation where I'm able to work and have different. Not that children aren't a priority. Like I was going to say, have a different priority. Like obviously, children are always priority, but. Yeah, suddenly you have this emergency and it fucks up everything. That just must have been really shit. Uh, yeah, it was um, literally one day uh, tattooing. Tattooing the day before. I was going to work that morning. My wife took uh, Joey, that's Joey's my son, Joey to school. Uh, she's also on the PTFA, so she'd stay be time for a meeting. And I decided to stay with the dog for a little bit just because I, was, I wasn't running late. And then we got a call saying he had a funny turn and that was it. You know, within hours, we're in all the haze, having brain surgery, having to sign a consent form to say he might die. Oh, and no. now you don't know if he's coming round, if he's become, mm. going to be um, responsive when he comes round, or if he's just going to be, or, or going to die. And then you also then got to, no, you don't worry about any of that the work stuff. But then we was then in the hospital for about four or five months, you know, in and out of different places and things like that. So everything's gone then. You know, you're not tattooing anymore. You're not having time to sell any artwork. You're just unemployed, you know, to an extent. So it's, that can, but that can happen. It's the same with the lockdown. You know, yeah, one oh, yeah. like I've got tattoos. I've got loads of, you know, I'm making money. Uh, I'm really popular on Instagram. And all of a sudden it goes, goes tits up. And then Instagram changes its algorithms and it yeah. goes double tits up. So all these things are continuous curves that we have to, in any, any job, we have to work around to keep ourselves current and working. And I mean, and how long can you tattoo for? Theoretically, I'm 41 now. How long do my how long do my tattoos stay cool, if you want to call it that, or appealing to people? And what about when a younger generation comes along and takes over, and everyone's loving their work? Do we then become the old people and don't tattoo? And health wise, how long do we last? But when you're young, you don't think of anything like that. No. Yeah. But you're older, and then you've got kids and everything else. You're like, oh shit! You know, as soon as the lockdown came in, I've still got to pay for all the. You know, obviously everyone got help, but everyone's got to pay for everything still. And now we're not working, and 
no offence to the government, but they did <laughs> give a shit about tattooists. You can go fuck themselves. They yeah. opened hairdressers before tattooists. Yeah. For bullshit reasons. And it was just disgusting. But that, but unfortunately, there was nothing you can do about it. No. Yeah. We're not really governed, are we? So no one gives a fuck. <laughs> yeah. That's it. It does make you realise how vulnerable and volatile life is, really. You, obviously, you should focus on that, you know. You go and buy a tattoo machine, make yourself happy. You go and buy art prints. You enjoy yourself. Tattooists get a really enjoyable time because they work for themselves and there's loads of cool things you do out of work as well. Most people do. I've seen the conventions are great. So you've got to focus on things like that. But it, it is like one of those fears that, you know, all of a sudden you're gone. And yeah. if you haven't arranged pensions and things and et cetera, then mm. where, do you, where do you stop? That's it. That would be the only money. Yeah, it's. I mean, not to not to be a, the bringer of doom, but that's just the kind. <laughs> there, there's the dark things that you have to kind of like as you get older think about. But like, say, when my son was injured, I didn't think I was tattooing ever again. You know, we, me and my wife worked part time. We're both carers for him. Um, but I thought that was it. I was like, oh, I'm done. I knew exactly what tattoo had done last. It wasn't even a tattoo I liked, David. So I was gutted about that, and <laughs> that was it. That was the end of it. But over time, we've managed to get back into work and. Um, work it between us i'm so glad that you've managed to stay tattooing i'm so glad that your son is well enough for you to tattoo like it would be a, a sad world if people didn't get your tattoos oh you're so kind thank you <laughs> uh, can you put me in tomorrow now <laughs> now that i've yeah. been nice <laughs> yeah. Halloween, come on. <laughs> yes uh, how's, how's he doing my now birthday. it's what sorry how's he doing now oh, he's doing fun. really well so he's Good. He's really learned to speak, he's really learned to walk. Um, he's He's got a really cool treadmill, which is Moon Gravity. He loves oh. can run on that, whereas it's hard for him to run on the road. Um, and we're doing a lot of work physio-wise on his arm because he's right side hemiplegic, so he's, he's right side weaker. The strange thing is, when he was before his stroke, he used to draw with his right hand really good, and he lost that. Yeah. And he's now changed to his left hand, and he's twice as good. Really? Oh my but god! Yeah, but because it's the right side, which is supposed to be the creative side. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not not clever at this, but he uses his left side, which is more um, of a process. So when he draws, instead of drawing some kind of like sketch and then building it up, he will draw from the feet upwards like a printer. Oh wow! But, that is draw so it interesting. Scale. It's really he's like strange. Creative against logic, almost like. So yes, he yeah, draws yeah. it logically. Yes. So he's got creative ideas when yeah. he draws logically. Which is like kind of cool. That is really cool. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Do you think he'll want to get into tattooing? He said he's going to be tattooed. He said, I'm going to, I'm going to be between you and Adam, which is my, my friend in the studio. He said he wants to sit between the two of us. I don't know how because the studio's tiny, but you <laughs> can have my station. It's not like I'm going to last very long, is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, do you do anything to try and like prolong your tattoo life? Do you keep take care of yourself and massage yeah. and things like that? I well, I go to the gym like six days a week. So I've always done that since I was like twelve or something. Um, always been the gym. That's why I got into fitness because I had a passion about it. But I, I just I, I have a thing where I have to train. You know what? People can't be bothered training. If you turn that into an opposite, I'm like I need to be bothered training. So like in the lockdown, I was like, yeah, I can train seven days a week in my garden. But that, but I'm weird like that. <laughs> I <laughs> so wish I, I had that. <laughs> and I always do like stretching my hands and stuff. I get it arthritis now, but. I just like wrap them up and massage them and keep going, you know, keep yourself hydrated, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
Have you got arthritis in your hands? A little bit, yeah. Fuck. I think like it's only mild, but I mean, and it wasn't really. I wouldn't say it was caused by loads of like coil tattooing because I never really had coils for that long. But I don't know. I just think anything like long sessions now, you you feel a little bit more. Like when you go to the gym, when I was twenty one, I'd train for three hours and I'd come the next day and go, let's go again. And now it's like I do an hour's training. I'm like, let's have two days off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lying down and just trying to recover. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I do try to keep keep going. You know, I've still got my own hair. That's a good start. <laughs> that is a good start. Who's not got their own hair, Mick? Me. <laughs> well, I, to be fair, there, I, ha- I haven't got anyone else's hair. I just don't have my own. This is real, yeah. This is all mine. That's perfect. Thank you. <laughs> getting white in it now. I worry. Look, oh, look, yeah. like I've been look like I've been on the bag. Just little little, <laughs> little white lines hanging out of my nose. It's like no officer. Honestly, it's, it's grey hair. It's grey hair. That's why you're so my- warm. <laughs> that is, yeah. That's it. My old chemistry teacher, he had a like massive white moustache, but he smoked a pipe and it was just yellow. Oh, it yeah. was like, it was like makers today. Me. Yeah, probably yellow. I had a yeah. story that my art teacher had. He had a beard and apparently somebody said when he shaved his beard off, he had a hammer and sickle tattooed onto his chin. I don't know who's <laughs> ever tried, like the coolest yeah. thing ever. Oh my God. Communist art teacher. Yeah. <laughs> Get in. <laughs> Yeah, that would be such a good idea. You could have something tattooed under your tash, Mick, and no one would ever know. That's it. Another tash. No. (laughs) Every time you shave, you'd never shave. Yeah. (laughs) I saw a a, a video for a very silly um, German uh, heavy metal slash schlager dance band called Electric Callboy. And there's a bit in one of their videos where he takes off his uh, his sunglasses to reveal a slightly smaller pair of sunglasses. And I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't notice it for like I'd seen the video like six times, and when I noticed it, I thought that is so silly and so funny and so like one of the things that you, you're never going to notice the first time. But they put that <laughs> t- tiny little bit of effort. In. So yeah, that's good. I might have yes, shave, have a big have a big like shave my moustache off for, for charity and just reveal a slightly smaller one on there already. That'd be so good. <laughs> At least so much better. Just not too small. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. We'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not too. Dark. That would be that would be a terrible reveal, it. wouldn't it? <laughs> There's a or, what's, or a Hugo oh. Boss tattooed on your chin. <laughs> what's, what's that? What's that? Um. Uh, there's a a study done that um. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. I'll find out. It was um, basically if a if a chat room or a uh, comment section on an article about anything is on for long enough, it will get back to Hitler. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, there's a there's thing like with, within, a, and it can be it can be open for like 10 years, and you'll go back to an old news, oh yeah, there we go, someone's mentioned Hitler on there. Um, oh. And I can't remember what it's called. Well, I, 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 I love watching World War II stuff, so I'm not even going to get involved in that. <laughs> I love World War II stuff. I love all that kind of stuff. I mean, not mean yeah. just like that to everything, all that side of things is so interesting. I mean, yeah. obviously it's tragic, but it's that's it's history, isn't it? It's it's something to it's something to know and be aware of, you know, because it was before our time. That's but it. Such a, such a big event in history that it should be looked at. I mean, if people looked at it a bit better, they might avoid wars today. But who knows? Maybe I went on um, 
I like listen to loads of audiobooks and I try and read as much as I can. And when I went to Amsterdam a couple of years ago for the first time and I wanted to go to Anne Frank's house. So I listened or I read her diary and then I went on just on this rabbit hole of um World War Two books, which is I've always done that with but I've always been interested in World War Two. But um then I went down this um spy another spy rabbit hole i'm speaking really well today which is great for a podcast um (laughs) um, and there was a woman she was no she was like american she worked for um soe which is this spy group um in world war ii and she went over to france and worked with the resistance over there and she ended up coming out of no okay let's start this again So there was an American woman, she was working as, I don't know, civil servant or something in Brussels. And then when World War II started, she escaped, worked down through France into Spain, got to Lisbon and then um, got on a boat out through Lisbon. And when she got there, a man at the Lisbon Boat Centre, whatever it is, (laughs) said, you've made it all this way by yourself. Here's a card, contact this number when you get to London. So she sort of forgot about it for a while and found this card and was like, hey, okay. And then was turned into a spy because I couldn't believe that she'd done this all by herself. And she had a wooden leg as well because she'd shot it off by mistake in a hunting accident. Yeah. That's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So she ended up being this amazingly successful spy, got busted, had to escape again. SOE wouldn't let her work for them again because they said you're too high profile. So she went back to America where the American spy agency sent her over and her dedication to the cause was so extreme that she filed down her teeth (laughs) to make her look like a French peasant as such um, and, and got back in and then survived to the end of the war and then went over and she ended up being super high up in um what's the american spy agency cia i think it was the cia um super high up but never got any recognition in her lifetime until the first official female head of the cia came in and then she was like right now we're going to recognize this woman Mm. whose name i can't remember which is great (laughs) (laughs) yeah she just built her up all this way and then it's like what's her name uh i know but she had pointy teeth Yeah, we definitely recognise it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so that was an untattoo related tangent. That's yeah. that's okay. <laughs> it's called uh, it's the uh, the thing I was talking about. It's called Godwin's Law or Godwin's Rule of Nazi Analogies, and it is written as as an internet adage asserting that an on if an online discussion grows infinitely long, regardless of topic or scope, the probability of a comparison to Nazis or to specifically to adult Hitler approaches one. Wow. So that's it. That's it. We're, we're that's still... pretty deep stuff, isn't it? Yeah. That, 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 he's, he, that thing, that ideology and him personifying that is still so close to the front of our thoughts that you could have a topic about whether Spurs should play three in midfield or two in midfield on Saturday. And if it's open for long enough or enough people comment on it, Spurs is a bad example, but because we have a, a heavy Jewish fan base. So I imagine some prick will come on and say something about Nazis anyway, but you know what I mean? It can be something about so far removed from and so irrelevant in comparison to a world war is still there. And that, that with either you love it or hate it, it's still at the front of your, of our thoughts. It's mad, isn't it? That's mad as now I can do that, but I, yeah. I can see yeah. how that happens. It does, it does, doesn't it? There's a lot yeah. of conversations that do lead to things like that. That's crazy. Um, 
should we take it back to our normal level? Mm -hmm. Can you please tell me what your favorite kind of cheese is? My favorite kind of cheese. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I, I tell you what I do like. I like a spread cheese. Like a primula <laughs> or a dairy leaf? dairy, dairy triangles. Dairy triangles. I do like Make a lot of cheese. I do like cheeses now I'm old. I like a cheese board rather than like a dessert. <laughs> I love a but cheese like, board. you can't beat a cheese board. But like, I do like strange cheeses, but I also like the cheeses, you know, when you get them in wax. Yeah. They're like a little bun shape and you cut the wax off them. Like with like caramelized onion in them and things like that. That's Oh. pretty They're cool. they're Yes. uh, they're uh, a Christmas cheese, aren't they? Those Yeah. because Yeah. you you because you drop eight dabs on a on a festive cheese board and it comes in wax. You feel like it's it's a little bit bougie in it. Look, Yeah, chew the and wax. it's actually just it's just a baby bell. <laughs> yes, it's a baby bell. Baby bell, yeah. The baby bell without a zip. <laughs> Yeah, Mick. If you could have a vegan version um, of any cheese, what would it be that you like? Uh, A cheese you miss? Do you not like cheese? nah, just Didn't you like cheese? normal cheddar. Um, Just vegan cheese is whack. Like it's yeah, all horrible, right. isn't it? It's better. It's it's got it is better. There's a Cathedral City one which is the closest, but it's still like four out of ten compared to a basic Oh. rape cheese, whatever it's called. Um, but <laughs> yeah, um, but it like yeah, it, like. Uh, Stuff like, I I wouldn't have eaten a gorgonzola or uh, anything mad like that when I when I did eat them. So I think Yeah. yeah, just a a normal nice cheddar would you'd Oh. You'd be you'd happy. you'd clean up if you could invent that. Even if you're just making it seven out of ten compared to normal, you know what I mean? You'd 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 clear up. It's like oat milk's not as nice as milk, but I think it's close enough that people don't Oh, yeah, go almost. ah when you Yeah. put it in their tea for them. <laughs> yeah. Someone I remember needs when to do I the science on it. tried a cheese that you got in Hole in a Barrett way back before there were so many good alternatives. Because really, you're like, oh, I'm allergic to dairy. So I try not to have dairy, but every now and then I'm like, fuck it, I'll just have a, a whole stew and, um, <laughs> and then I die. Yeah. <laughs> Just a whole Um, truckle of it. the whole, yeah. Wheel <laughs> it straight in. Ah. There's a restaurant in London and they make this cheese pasta where they just basically melt a giant wheel of cheese and then mix the pasta I've seen in. that. I didn't. Wow. I I thought that was like a show off thing. Is that is that real? Oh, it's real. And Is I think about it all the time. Like, Do they shall just take I risk the lid off? death? Take the lid off Yeah. the cheese and then cook the pasta Yeah. and then chuck it in there. Pretty much. Yeah, I didn't. I thought that wasn't real. I thought that was just someone Sounds taking like... a piss. No, I think it's Well, Gloria's um, in Shoreditch. Yeah, banging. Um, but once I tried this cheese that they had in Holland and Barrett, which was like the only place you could ever buy it, and yeah, you open it, it just smelt like rotten feet. yeah, minging. It was disgusting. That's too Terrible. far. And whenever Yeah. you cook with it, it it, it permeates everything. It feels, Oh. it gets into your coat that's hanging up in two doors away. <laughs> Horrible. Smell it in your beard. Yeah. <laughs> it's ash forever. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Grim. <laughs> We go on some weird tangents on this podcast. Just the That's range, the best way. mate. I don't know why anyone listens. For that <laughs> reason. yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I want Everyone to wants know to his... listen about tattooing. <laughs> Oh, I want to know his tattooing. favourite cheese. Fucking, what's his cheese? Ask him his cheese, you cunt. <laughs> um, the only question we do always have is the one about being on a desert island. Who would you choose to take with you if you could choose three tattooists? Tattooists. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know about four. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
Uh, oh, I don't know. Are we getting rescued or are we staying there? No, staying, there, staying there But there is um, there are no rules. So if you say like, there there is obviously there is an abundance of food, but you have to yeah. catch it or pick it, grow it, and you, you do that. And you, there is enough stuff there to make uh, lodgings. I'd have to take somebody with me who knew what they were doing. Somebody to somebody can build something because I can't do DIY. Yeah, <laughs> that, I might put like a sort of like a, a lonely heart so out to tattoo with on Instagram and say, "You want to come with me to Desert Island? What can you offer? One of you can cook. What are your skills? One of you can make shit. Um, that's cool. <laughs> and I'm just there for the vibes. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll, I'll make a gym. I'll keep us all healthy. We'll eat, yeah. we'll eat the fish. We'll get massive. <laughs> but I have, I mean, I, I don't know specifics, but like some of the people I've met, like, um. Some of my favourite people, like Tattoo is on the road, shall I say. Obviously, I've got my my friend Adam and Luke in my studio and they're my best friends. So they could definitely come with me anyway. But um, <laughs> I, the three people I, I, I love when I'm travelling is uh, is Dan Morris, um, Daryl Watson yeah. and Little Mick. They're three oh. That's not just anybody else. You might get fourth, but they're, they're the three that I really like. So they would be, be a laugh. Daryl gives nice cuddles. All Dan alumni talks, of our of our Dan podcast as well, you know. Yeah, so it's good. And little Nick's just cool. You know, he's got, the, he's got so many shoes as well. Like we never run out of shoes. We'd have to make. Never. Yeah. You could make a raft out of the shoes. Yeah, tie yeah. together. We could like in... rub ourselves in butterlucks as well, and just yeah. like swim, yeah, yeah. swim through the sea like dolphins. <laughs> You'd be so moisturized. Oh yeah. God, yeah, it's slimy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, slimy cuddles of Daryl. Like a cherry-smelling <laughs> tuna. <laughs> and also with the the other little air bubbles in Nick's Nike Nike shoes, you'd be quite buoyant if you were wearing them. I mean, you could just <laughs> almost walk on the water, couldn't you? It'd be fine. Yeah. You could fill them with, like, drugs or something. Yeah. And then every now and then have a little pump squirt and just get yourself like, <laughs> chilled out. I mean, I'm assuming there's some kind of, like, natural narcotics on the island, so you could trip out, but... You know, I'd say imagine there'd be some mushrooms somewhere. Yeah, as long as there's no wasps, wasps always sting me. That wouldn't be cool then. Oh, yeah, that would be great if you could just eliminate uh, something like wasps. I'd like a, a world without wasps. The only time I like wasps is in the summer. We bought um like a bird water feeder thing for the garden, and it had a rainbow color on it. It was a piece of glass, and no birds went in it, but all the wasps went for a drink. I've never seen a wasp sprint water before, and it was quite lovely. What does but it do? Not when they're flying it... inside your pint. <laughs> does it just break the like the tension? Does it have a proboscis or something? Couldn't see close enough because I don't want to get too close in case it ripped my head off. But yeah, it, you, it earned a little nice little drink, and it was kind of like it looked quite relaxed as far as wasps go. It didn't look like it was yeah. going to kick off. But it's when it gets in the house and comes after you that's the problem. Yeah, when they when they can't get out. Yeah. Awful. Whereas like a bee, I could sit next to a bee all day on a bus. Yeah, never give, get to them bad boys. Give it a little stroke, furry. Yeah, soft. I'll be like, you okay? Yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> we had um, where I like volunteer. We had a couple of crows that were hanging out with us for a while, and um, they're the same ones. It was we we were sort of guessing it was a boy and a girl, and they had loads of white feathers, and they came from the same nest, and um, they would just get 
every day they'd get a bit more familiar and a bit like more cash with us and then we were putting food out for them and a little bowl of water and stuff one day we'd run out of food so someone that works there put some dog biscuits out <laughs> and we were watching the <laughs> <laughs> obviously and um, we were watching the crow pick up this dog biscuit dip it in the water to soften it and then eat it and i was like that's Amazing. fucking clever shit for a crow not that i don't know if they're clever or not but i was like that is are. really cool yeah and then one day they just fucked off so we didn't know what happened to them but they obviously got sick of us just got sick of the dog biscuits <laughs> went down the road because they've got like <laughs> as design i've got um i've got that um corn veggie mints and that reminds me of like tasty mini dog treats yeah. smells like <laughs> like has the same consistency on them. so i'll go and mix them into something so i can't taste them i'm like yeah take protein <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like elvis's dreamies i've still got a pile of next yeah. to me. they look like crave um cereal yeah yeah crave hazelnut, pillows, but hazelnut in the middle i wonder if like... a crow would dip a, a crave though because it's got a soft center oh oh yeah my friend, I think I've told a story about her on the podcast before, and then I told her this that I told it, and she was mortified. Uh, but basically, <laughs> she blocked she blocked the toilet and it left it to a boyfriend to deal with, and he then Ooh. sent her a picture of his bare hand with pool over his watch, and because he <laughs> unblocked it without using gloves. Um, anyway, the Ooh. same person said she'd hit a new low the other day because the dogs were fighting over a chew toy, so she bit it in half, and then she had dog treat and stuck in her teeth. <laughs> oh, she, she bit it in. She bit the treat in half. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. That's, that's getting quite stressed, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that is getting... Imagine, because I, I imagine you, you're given that treat in a house, presumably where there are utensils that, even you if think. they if they weren't perfect, you could still hack a dentist stick in half with a spoon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are yeah. stones on the ground. You'd think yeah. so many other options before biting it yourself. But no, <laughs> this is the sort of person she is, and this is why I'm friends with her. Yeah, definitely. That's okay. It works. It's fun. As long as it works. <laughs> it's feral. I like it. That's it. I went to IKEA with her yesterday, and I was so hungover that I've had a hangover today as well. Um, and I just basically I wanted meatballs, so we went to IKEA for the meatballs, and then I just spent the rest of the time lying on all the different beds. <laughs> just <laughs> slowly worked my way around, lying on the. Sometimes I laid on the floor as well. I just. <laughs> I went into. That. That's it. I went into one of the pretend toilets and just sat on the toilet for a while until somebody came in and went, oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't lower my trousers, though, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew she was the right friend for the day. She, it, was, it was a no-judgment zone because I had so much more I could throw back at her. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry that we've not really spoken about tattooing. It's okay. Um, I I feel like I um we don't have any um I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's that English again. Well, we all know about tattooing, don't we? You know. Yeah. I'm sure. I, I'm sure tattooers listening wouldn't want to know about my tattooing anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I'm quite interested. I might have to ask you off the air. Like, you can ask me. That's absolutely fine. <laughs> <laughs> I have Maybe no some secret. people want to know. I always tell people everything. When they ask me, like, what are you doing? How do you do that? I'll tell everybody. If we share everything, we can't go wrong, can we? Oh, yeah. I think nice it's, it's, a, it's a thing that we often talk about in here. Like, that most people that have been on say they they like to share. It's like a, yeah. and that prob- was probably the reason why we asked them because they have made themselves non bastards. 
and therefore <laughs> interesting and kind and stuff like that. It's like you said when you, that uh, geezer came up to you at a convention and said, oh, "I brought my portfolio. We have a look." Say they go off and become a tattooist, and when someone comes up to them and goes, "Can you do this?" and he goes, "Oh, fucking, I've got to hang on a minute." Yeah. When I started out, that helped me. So I'm, yes, of course I can. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Pass it on. You got the. Um... It, it's you've got to be impeccable with your word because people take words as poison and they take it on board. So if I say something terrible to you about your appearance, whether that's only my opinion, if you choose to take that on board, then that can mess you up forever. Mm-hmm. You know, you tell a child that they can't sing because they scream on top of the lungs and that they can sing lovely, but you've had a stressful day. That child might never become a singer because they don't think that they're confident enough to do it because their mum told them they couldn't mm-hmm. But really, it was just a flippant moment of stress where it happened. You know, so it's when you, when people approach you, you need to be aware of where you are. You know, I, I, I probably spoke to about 50 people that day already. It was towards the end yeah. of the day. It was the Sunday, I believe. So at that point, I've not really got any energy. And it's quite easy to be a bit standoffish. But if you do that, you know, you can cause problems to people. And, you know, you, it's nice to be polite to everyone. Even if you're not, even if you haven't got the time for them, you don't have to say, oh, fuck off. You know what I mean? But you say that's something you don't like. But at least if you can sort of like offer some form of positive edge to it, or even if I'd said to him, I can't take a look now because I'm busy, but would you like to email me and we'll discuss it? And as long as you follow through on that, mm. then that helps that person. And it helps me too, because I know I've helped somebody as well. Mm. You know, it's, it's so much more important than making money. I mean, that's business. Fair enough, but to meet people and chat about the drawings and what the t- what it means to them is so cool, and just be having a nice experience because then you go away from there feeling cool. Forget yeah. the forget the pocket with the cash in, you know what I mean? Forget all that stuff because that's going on bills anyway. But once <laughs> you hit that box, you're trying to have fun, don't you? Mm, be more like Nick, everybody. <laughs> be more like Nick. I'm going to do a t-shirt. <laughs> so be more like Nick. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it doesn't cost anything to be nice. I know that sounds like a cliche, but it's true. You will feel better yourself if you're not so nasty to people. Regardless, regardless of what you've got with going on, you don't, you don't have to pass your poison to anybody else. Yeah. You know, give love, Definitely. get love back. <laughs> what a lovely thing to end on. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much. Help podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for yeah, coming nice on one. it. I've been really excited to chat to you and um, it's it's been great. So thank oh, it's you. Lovely. Thank you guys for asking me, by the way, because um, you don't know how I am. So it's, it's really nice that you asked anyway. And I'm uh, oh. very, very honoured and humbled that you would ask. Well, Dan did say that you weren't a knob, so that helped as well. But I was like, <laughs> <laughs> we said, um, the conversation was, he said, oh, you should have this person on. Somebody else, sorry. And I said, <laughs> he said, who else have you got coming up? And I had reeled off a couple of Nicks. And I said, actually, maybe we should only have people called Nick on. And uh, he said, <laughs> and then reeled off some more. And you were in there. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I've not asked Nick to Vine yet. Like, I've... And, I've asked, and I've mentioned Dan now. So it just oh, looks like we're plugging each other. <laughs> you guys love each other. And that's, that's great. Two excellent humans, and um, it's an honour to have had you on. So thank you. No, it's, it's an honour to have spoken to you both. Lovely to meet you both. Thank you very much. Nice one. Oh. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Bye. Bye now. Cheers. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>